Don't forget to follow us on Facebook at Doug Tyrrell History and Comment. Hello, friends. I'm Doug Terrell. This is History and Comment for Wednesday, the 4th of October, 2023. I was reading a post on Facebook where the writer was complaining that many of his co-workers were of the opposing political bent. And one person commented that religion and politics should be kept out of the workplace. Have no fear, folks. I'm more than happy to deal with both. The reason we avoid these topics in polite society is they are very emotional and often have very deep roots. I heard a study the other day that reported the chances of a teenager having similar religious views compared to their parents was about 85%, and it did not matter what the parents' beliefs or lack thereof were. I'm fairly certain that pattern would hold true across a broad spectrum of behaviors. As I observe people, I find it absolutely amazing that certain personalities often dress similarly and have similar mannerisms. I have to ask myself, what is the cause and what is the effect? The past couple of years, I've worked closer with forestry types than before, and I find it interesting the personal nuances that I've observed in that crowd. My genetics mindset wonders if there is a genetic component or what factors brought these folks together. And it's not a small, isolated sample. The Coverdale Bible is printed in 1535. It's the first complete English translation almost 75 years before the King James Version. The Coverdale Bible used William Tyndale's New Testament translation. Of course, listeners may recall Tyndale was burned at the stake the next year, mostly over his church views. The King James Version will rely heavily on Tyndale's New Testament. I heard a presentation a few days ago by a Dr. John White discussing the chain of translations. He contended that today we have access to more and earlier manuscripts than any of the earlier translators did. And whether it was intended or not, he made a compelling case for a completely new translation. There are a couple of basic facts. Anytime you translate from one language to another, there are certain nuances that are difficult to convey. We might insert here the southern phrase, bless his heart. Now at face value, that appears to be a praise or at least goodwill. But in context, it's more of a put down, if not outright insult, implying good intentions, but incompetence. Then there certainly was political pressure also. The Dutch priest Erasmus published five editions of the New Testament with the Greek and Latin translations side by side. The first two did not include the 1 John 5, 7, and 8 passage, as it was not in the manuscripts he considered the earliest. But pressure that its absence gave an anti-Trinity slant caused its inclusion in later editions. His Greek and Latin text was a source for Tyndale. If you want to get lost in the weeds, the Gregorian calendar is introduced by Pope Gregory VIII in 1582, replacing the earlier Julian calendar. The Earth makes an orbit of the Sun every 365.2422 days. The devil is in the details. The Julian calendar added an extra day every four years to make a year 365.25 days long. That seems close enough, but over centuries, that .0075 day begins to add up. 
By the late 16th century, the observance of Easter was off by about 10 days, and the church wanted to correct the error. The solution was to not add a leap day in years divisible by 100 unless they are divisible by 400. 1900 was not a leap year, and 2000 was. They also shifted the calendar by 10 days that year to correct the error. Thursday, October the 4th, 1582, was followed by Friday, October 15th, 1582. Rutherford B. Hayes is born in 1822. He was a native of Ohio, served in the Civil War as an infantry officer in the U.S. House from Ohio, Ohio governor, and U.S. president. During the presidential election of 1876, Hayes ran against Democrat Samuel Tilden. Neither had a clear win, and the election went to the House of Representatives. Of course, there it became a game of politics. Southerners agreed to Hayes, provided he end reconstruction and occupation of southern states by federal troops. The first public college in Texas opens in 1876. The Agricultural and Mechanical College of Texas is known today simply as Texas A&M. The first run of the Orient Express runs the breadth of Europe in 1883 from Paris to Istanbul. The train became known for its style and luxury travel. The Boys' Brigade holds its first meeting in Glasgow, Scotland in 1883. Nearly parallel with the Boy Scouts, the brigade still has chapters around the world, but almost no presence in the United States. Lord Baden-Powell has a place in the brigade as well as the founding of the Boy Scouts. Leroy Van Dyke is 94 today. His biography calls him a singer and songwriter, and that would be correct. But with hundreds of recordings and decades as a performer, he is better known for a single song, The Auctioneer. Written mostly about his second cousin, it's also highly autobiographical. It appears out of print now, but he published a course on calling bids and the auction business. He developed a quite clear style of bid calling, listen to the song, and compare it to many everyday auctioneers. Some seem to try to be unintelligible. On an episode of the Ray Stevens Show a few years ago, Ray and Leroy related how they both recorded their breakout hits in the same studio on the same day. Stevens, Ahab the Arab in the morning, and the auctioneer that afternoon. Our favorite cartoon puppy turns 73 today. Snoopy debuted in the third peanut strip back on this day in 1950. Sputnik 1 causes quite a stir in 1957. A little more than two years earlier, President Eisenhower had proposed that the U.S. launch a man-made satellite sometime in late 1957 or early 1958. But there was a Cold War between the United States and the Soviet Union. The simple beeping signal from the Soviet craft that could be heard on some common radio receivers shocked the citizens of the U.S. The U.S. was well on its way and tried to launch Explorer 1 in late January 1958, but was delayed due to weather conditions. Bert Rutan's Spaceship One wins the prize for the first private space flight in 2004. WikiLeaks is launched in 2006. The concept is one of love and hate. Governments and most organizations should be as open as possible, but there is also information that should not be passed beyond those that need it to do their jobs. 
It's a fine line. WikiLeaks gathers and disseminates information that is often considered classified. Its founder, Julian Assange, is wanted in the U.S. for divulging U.S. information. There once was a time that the U.S. media handled this function. Today, they have their own agenda. That's history and comment for the fourth day of October. I'm Doug Terrell. Now, go do something worth remembering.